The Productive Woman, Episode 27. Hello and welcome to this episode of The Productive Woman. My name is Laura McClellan and this is a podcast dedicated to productivity for busy women. My goal is to help you find the tools and encouragement you need to manage your time, life, stress, and stuff so you can accomplish the things you care about most and make a life that matters. Thank you for joining me again. I hope wherever you are and whatever day and time it is for you, you're having a great day. In this episode, we're going to be talking about how developing custom designed schedules and routines and rituals can help us become more productive. You'll find links and information in the show notes for this episode at theproductivewoman.com slash 27. You'll also find information there about how you can nominate The Productive Woman and other Noodle Mix Network podcasts in the 10th Podcast Awards. So be sure to check that out. I really appreciate your support. So rituals, routines, schedules, so much of the quality of our life depends on the habits we have. And the way we can develop good habits or bad habits for that matter is through schedules, routines, rituals. We're going to talk in this episode about what each of those things is, how each can help us be more productive. And so first I wanted to look at schedules, the first sort of tool in the arsenal towards developing the right kinds of habits to make our lives productive and worthwhile. So what is a schedule? The dictionary definition I found was that a schedule is a plan for carrying out a process or procedure, giving lists of intended events and times. You know, we know what a schedule is. Uh, What can it do for us? Well, among other things, a schedule can make sure that time is allotted to each of the things we need or want to do. Without... uh, scheduling things without intentionally looking at our time and allocating time to the things we care about, some of those things simply won't happen. And we've talked in past episodes about how, you know, the the urgent things can sort of take over and leave us, you know, getting to the end of a week and not having accomplished anything towards maybe our primary goals, the things that are personally important to us. Having a schedule and giving some thought to that schedule can make sure that that doesn't happen because we look at the the time period, whatever it might be, and we intentionally allocate time. So, you know, in a daily or a weekly schedule, we may have time allocated to work, to fitness, to errands, for me, to podcast prep, and writing, to family, and to relaxation. Going back many episodes ago to when we talked about our priorities and the things that, um, those sort of guiding principles, looking at those and looking at our schedule and making sure in our calendar, whether it's daily, weekly, whatever, we assign time to work on each of those things. Uh, we can also have a yearly schedule, certain things that have to be done on a longer term kind of thing. For instance, one of the things that I schedule, uh, I always try to schedule my annual physical during the month that my birthday falls. It's 
there's something about it that's become a, a routine for me, which we'll talk about in a minute, that means that knowing that month is coming kind of triggers something in my mind to call and schedule an appointment with my doctor for a physical because maintaining health is important and you know, the older you get, the more important it is to stay on top of those things. So that's just one thing that I do. Maybe you also want to look at the long-term, you know, the bigger picture schedule uh, for the year and schedule time for a vacation with your husband or significant other, your children, those kinds of things. So having a schedule, make sure that you've allocated your time in that's con- in a way that's consistent with your values and the, the things that matter most to you. Having schedules can also let you be more efficient by allowing you to group activities. For instance, if over the course of your weekly schedule, you plan to do all your errands on one day, you, that saves the preparation and driving and ramp up time, for instance, because you do it once in that week instead of a a separate time for each errand. Something to consider. Maybe having all your meetings on one day or two days if your life or your business involves a lot of meetings each week. What that does then is let you save a couple of days each week that are going to be uninterrupted by meetings or errands. So you have big chunks of time to devote to important projects. So having a schedule can let you be more efficient in that way. Having a schedule also helps you to build habits over time. Consistent effort over time leads to results. It creates habits of doing certain things that are important to you. And that makes you more productive over the course of time. I read an article called uh, How to Achieve Your Goals by a writer named James Clear, and I'll have a link in the show notes. Again, that's at theproductivewoman.com slash 27. And I really liked this quote, uh, this thing he said in the article, which is, the schedule is your friend. You can't predict when you'll have a stroke of genius and write a moving story, paint a beautiful portrait, or make an incredible picture. But the schedule can make sure that you're working when that stroke of genius happens. And I've read lots of writers who talk about that very thing, that you can't control when inspiration hits, but you can make sure you're sitting at your desk when it does. If you simply schedule that time, you know, that's in the context of writers. A lot of my friends are writers, and that's something we think about. It's that consistent scheduled time that lets you be available when the muse decides to drop in. The same thing applies in lots of other areas. So the schedule can help you build those those habits that help you become more productive. Another element of this then, so we've talked about schedules a little bit. Another element is routines. And what is a routine? Well, it's a se- according to the dictionary, a sequence of actions regularly followed or a fixed program. So routines are, you know, a lot of times they have 
a negative context. People think of it as being routine, meaning boring or rigid or that sort of thing. And that's not what we're talking about. But there are ways and times that routines, having this sort of sequence of regularly followed actions that can help you be more efficient and more productive in a, a couple of different ways. For instance, it saves decision-making time. If you have established a routine of doing certain things on certain days in a certain way, then you don't have to think about whether you're going to do it that day or how you're going to do it. You don't have to decide, am I going to work today? Because it is my routine to get up in the morning and go to work. Or am I going to write today? If I have established a routine of writing, you know, half an hour, five days a week, or whatever that routine is that works for you, you don't have to spend any time thinking about, well, am I going to do it? Am I not going to do it? Where am I going to do it? How am I going to do it? Uh, setting up routines does away with that wasted decision-making time because it's an automatic thing. You've, you've developed that routine, that commitment to do whatever those things are. It also increases efficiency because the more frequently you do something the same way every time, the more you become very efficient at it, the more adept you become at doing whatever that thing is so you can be more efficient at it. I've certainly seen that in my day job, uh, certain things that I have to do routinely. When I first had to start, uh, it, 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 I fumbled around trying to figure out what's the best way to do this, that, or the other thing. Over time, I have developed routines for doing those things so that I can do them very quickly and without having to fumble with the timing in the process. Having routines can also make psychological space for creativity. There, uh, uh, there's a philosopher from the late 19th and early 20th centuries named William James, who's known as uh, the father of American psychology. And he said, basically, that only by rendering many aspects of daily life automatic and habitual can we free our minds to advance to really interesting fields of action. So the concept is to, to look at the things that we do on a day-to-day -day basis, if you want to say the mundane daily things, but develop routines for those things to the point that they become automatic so that our minds can move on to more interesting and creative endeavors. One perfect example is how, you know, when we first learn to drive, we have to think about each step and each thing that we do, and we really can't do anything else while we're driving. It, every bit of it takes thought. But over time and with practice, most steps in the routine of driving become automatic, which frees our conscious mind to think about other things as we drive. So lots of things in life can be that way. In addition, it can have, developing these routines can have a long-term impact because as I've already alluded to, what you regularly do defines what you accomplish. So it's more important than what you do occasionally. Doing, um, if, if, for instance, if you, fitness is an important goal of yours. You can, you know, once a week go out and run, say I'm going to run for five miles this week. 
and then not do it again for three weeks and and then run for five miles and then not do it again for a month, that will have less of an impact on your overall fitness and your long-term well-being than if you decide to do something gradually but regularly. I'm going to go out and walk for half an hour every day after dinner or before dinner or whenever it works for your schedule. That little bit of activity regularly will have more of an impact over time than doing some big grand thing every once in a while. Anything you do regularly over time will become a habit, and habits sort of define who we are and how, how we accomplish things. The philosopher Aristotle said, we are what we repeatedly do, and that really is true. And so what are some examples of routines that can help you become more productive, help you become more efficient, make your life better? I have a couple of them. I have a morning routine that I developed over time that I don't have to think about. The alarm goes off. I get up. I take my thyroid meds. I dress in my workout clothes and I get on the elliptical for 30 minutes almost every day, certainly on work days. Then I shower and I listen to a podcast or two while I'm getting ready. I make the bed, I eat breakfast and journal and maybe read some scripture while my hair dries. Uh, I have, you know, this set, I op- as soon as the sun is coming up, I open the blinds and I do all these things. A certain set of, of, of activities that I do pretty much the same way every morning and certainly every work morning that helps me get through the morning efficiently and out out the door and off to a good start for the day. I have a routine when I get to the office. I get there, I turn on my computer so it can start booting up because I don't have a Mac at the office and it takes a while to boot up. I get a cup of hot green tea. I finalize my timesheet from the previous day and give it to my assistant. And then I look at my email to see... Uh, what's come in, what needs some attention. I look at my to-do list that I set up the night before, and I get my day started that way. I have a different routine for Saturdays. I'll get up, I dress in my workout clothes because I've found, for me, the, the biggest step towards actually getting a workout done is to dress for it. Once I have the clothes on, it's easier to get myself to do the workout. Then I'll sort the laundry and I'll start a load of wash and then go for a walk if the weather outside is uh, amenable to that. So that's kind of my Saturday routine. And a lot of that, that's not so much rigid of I've got to do, do, do. It's, um, for me anyway, a relaxing kind of routine. It's it's comfortable. It's, it's a different way of spending the day than I do during the week. And for me, it, it makes my, my weekend relaxing and better for me. One of the things that I do for routines, if there's a habit I want to develop or a goal I'm trying to work toward that I need a routine in place to help me develop the habit to achieve the goal, I use my task manager to to remind me to do it until it becomes automatic. I have said before I use OmniFocus and what I'll do, that's an app on my 
computer and I can access it on my iPhone, my iPad. Um, and I'll create a project. I did create a project called morning routine that has a list of tasks for the things I want to do, the habits I wanted to create to make my mornings better and my ultimately my life better. And the tasks on it were the, the morning workout, writing in my journal, adding to my gratitude list, a couple of other things that I wanted to do each morning as part of that routine. And I made that a repeating project with reminders that basically ding at me each morning and remind me that I, you know, here's the list of things I need to do before I head out to the office. And I get the satisfaction of checking each task off as I do it. Eventually, it became a routine, something that I do without having to think of it. It became a habit to do those things. So that project can be deleted from my task manager because I don't need it dinging at me to do it. But that's a way you can train yourself to uh, to establish a routine that helps you develop the habit that is leading toward the goal that you've set for yourself. So something to consider. So we have schedules that um, are a plan assigning time to specific things that we want to accomplish. We have routines that are sequences of actions that we follow regularly to help us be more efficient and develop the habits we want. And the other thing that I, that I thought about that I wanted to talk about kind of in this context of automating our productivity, so to speak, are rituals. And the Dictionary definition I found for rituals is a series of actions or type of behavior regularly and invariably followed by someone. Sounds a lot like the definition of routines. So what's the difference between a ritual and a routine? It's mostly attitude. A ritual kind of is a routine of intentional components with a side benefit, maybe relaxation or connectedness or focus. Uh, rituals have a more emotional component to them, I think, than routines, at least as, as I think of them. So a, a ritual, while a routine can help us get a habit built of doing certain things so we can become efficient and all the benefits that we talked about a few minutes ago. A ritual is more about helping us. It can help us connect with ourselves, with our feelings, with our values. It can be a moment to check out of the rat race, slow down and center ourselves. A ritual can also help build motivation when it gets us in the right frame of mind. And that's a lot of times what a ritual is about. It's about triggering a mindset. Some examples of how uh, rituals can help us get things done. Uh, lots of writers I know have little rituals that set the stage for their writing session. They may sit in a certain place they, with a certain pen, perhaps they light a particular candle with a scent that's mean, that they like, or they turn on a, a music soundtrack, they've got a cup of tea or Dr. Pepper or whatever their beverage of choice is. And that's part of their, getting those things in place is part of the ritual that gets their the mind and emotions and everything ready 
to do the writing that they had scheduled for that day. Uh, A ritual can be something as simple as putting your phone on the charger when you come home from work as a trigger, a signal to your mind and your emotions that work is over and now you're going to focus on family or whatever it is you're going to do um, at home. It, uh, I have developed as part of my evening routine to help me uh, prepare, uh, relax, prepare for bed. I've developed a ritual of brewing a cup of a particular type of tea, which I drink in a particular mug, and I snuggle into a particular chair in my cozy robe. I do all this after I complete my evening routine of tidying up the kitchen, turning off my computer, closing the blinds, taking out my contacts and washing my face, turning down the bed, all those uh, routine things, Getting, looking at my calendar to see what I've got on the schedule for the next day so I can have in mind what I'm going to wear. Uh, those are all the, part of my routine in the evening. And then after I've done those things, I have this ritual I've developed. And the point of that The routine involves physical actions that signal my mind that the day is ending and it's time to put away work thoughts. The ritual lets me further settle in and relax and kind of center myself, I guess. I usually, as I'm sipping my tea, I'm thinking about how the day went and um, just letting myself decompress and relax. So those are, that's not a very scientific explanation. I hope that's making sense that there, I think there's a place for all of these things in our life. There's a a really interesting book that I've got on my to be read list and it popped up again in some articles that I read as I prepared for this episode. And this book is called Daily Rituals, How Artists Work. And it's by an author named Mason Curry. I'll put a link in the show notes Again, at theproductivewoman.com slash 27, you can find those uh, that information there. And uh, I've read excerpts of the book, and it really is kind of a survey of various artists and creative people over the years and how they have, how they work, what ri- routines and rituals they have used to get themselves ready to work and be productive in, in the artistic or scientific endeavors that they do. And I just, uh, it's like I said, I haven't read the whole book. I've just been reading some excerpts of it that I found really fascinating. A few things to keep in mind when we're talking about schedules and routines and rituals as ways of automating and our productivity and getting ourselves to be more efficient or more, you know, ready to accomplish the things we care about. All of these things are meant to be tools, not prisons, not, you know, it's not about rigid compliance and following a checklist every day about everything. Routines, for instance, are about managing your energy and minimizing the amount of mental and psychological energy you have to use for the day-to-day things so you can focus your energy and your attention and your time on the things you really care about and the goals that you want to accomplish. There's always room for flexibility and spontaneity. There's always room to set aside the schedule to tend to a, a child who needs your attention or 
a friend or, you know, whatever. There's always, there always should be room for spontaneity and you don't fill up every moment of your day with these routines and rituals and things. Leave some white space for just doing something spur of the moment. The other thing that's really important is to, to remember to take small steps. Don't try to change everything about your life at once. If it makes sense to you, if you can see how creating a routine, for instance, would be uh, helpful in developing a habit to, to move you down the road towards a goal that you have in mind, then make one change or establish one routine or whatever and stick with that for three to four weeks to give yourself time to develop the habit for it to become automatic and at the end of that period of time, look back, is this serving me? Is it doing what I need to do? Is it helping me or not? Make adjustments as you need to. And then when that routine has become a habit, then add something new that maybe moves you uh, along towards accomplishing another one of your goals. It's not about making huge, drastic, massive changes to your life all at once, because that's not sustainable. For most of us, we are so busy that we don't even have a lot of time to devote to learning a new routine or developing a new habit. And that's why it's one thing at a time. Add one, get a handle on that, then add something else when that has become a habit and, and so on. And little by little, over time, the cumulative effect of all of this is to develop a, a a way of being more efficient about the things you really have to do and giving yourself the space, mental, psychological, and otherwise, to work on the things that um, are sort of the projects of your heart. And the last thing I wanted to point out or make sure we, we think about is that while we can always learn and get ideas f from things other people do, do you know, it's it's fun to kind of see, how, ask people, how do you do such and such? I, I love looking at how people set up their, their offices and things like that. We can learn and think new things, get ideas about how to improve our own workflows and our own uh, time management from other people. But don't measure your success by how other people order their lives. Just because your best friend gets up at 4.30 in the morning and, you know, reads her Bible for an hour and then goes for a 10-mile jog and, you know, whatever her routine is. That doesn't mean you have to do that. You, your life is yours. Your needs are different. And it's okay to be who you are and to develop the schedules and the routines and the rituals that serve you and your goals and the people that you care about and, and not measure whether that's good, bad, or otherwise based on how other people are doing the things in their life. I just think that's really important. I think we women have a... Okay, maybe it's just me. I'll say it's just me. I have a tendency to look around uh, at how other people are doing things and think, oh, I should do that too. I need to do that. I, the fact that I'm not doing that means, you know, I'm a failure. That's just not true. We need to give ourselves some grace and and work on the things that and and incorporate the things that make sense for who we are and for the stage of life that we're in. So there you have uh, some thoughts about 
what I call automating our productivity by developing schedules and routines and rituals that help us develop habits and mindsets that are productive and efficient and uh, help us feel good about our lives. And that's the point, isn't it? To, to make that life that matters. And that's going to be different for each one of us. So what do you think? What, what routines and rituals do you use to make your life go more smoothly? Is there an area of your life that maybe you're thinking about, oh, I could do, I could make some changes here and develop this little routine, or I'd like to develop a ritual of sitting on my deck every evening for 15 minutes with a, you know, a cup of tea or something. What, what, what do you think would work for you or what is working for you? I'd love to hear your thoughts, your suggestions. You can do that. You can share those by going to theproductivewoman.com slash 27 and scroll down to the comments section and leave a comment there. I'd love to hear from you. A couple of quick announcements before we wrap up. I, I always want to remind you, I, I really want to make sure that I'm covering the productivity-related topics that are useful and interesting to you. So if there's something you'd like me to talk about, if there's a productive woman you think I should invite as a guest, let me know. You can email your questions or suggestions to me at feedback at theproductivewoman.com or you can leave a voice message by going to theproductivewoman.com and there's a little button right there that says leave a voice message. Just click on that and you can record it right there on your on your um, computer. If you are enjoying this podcast and you haven't already done so, please consider subscribing to The Productive Woman in iTunes or on Stitcher. And while you're there, I would love it if you'd consider rating and reviewing the podcast. Links to subscribe or to rate and review are available in the show notes at theproductivewoman.com slash 27. And remember to look for us on Facebook as well. Uh, on the issue of uh, ratings and reviews, I want to say thank you to Photo 57874. I wish I knew the real name. They don't, uh, it doesn't show up anywhere. Um, but I want to thank whoever this, this listener is for this very encouraging review in iTunes this week. Um, this is what this person said. I just started listening to the podcast in hopes to learn how to prioritize more effectively and take control of my digital and physical clutter. I have already learned so many great tips after just two episodes. I can't wait to listen to more. Thanks so much for sharing your wealth of knowledge and experience with us. Well, thank you, Photo 57874. I don't feel like I have a wealth of knowledge and experience, but I, uh, I do appreciate the opportunity to throw some ideas out there, and I enjoy hearing from you. Uh, as a, uh, I am available to speak at your events, so if you have a women's group, a retreat, a business teams, etc., send me an email at feedback at theproductivewoman.com or call me at 972 638 0308 and let's talk about how I might be able to add some value to your event. And finally, one last reminder, the nominations are open for this year's podcast awards, honoring podcasts in various categories based on the nominations and the votes of listeners just like you. As I've mentioned before, 
The Productive Woman is part of the Noodle Mix Network, and we would be honored to have your support in the podcast awards. You can find out how you can help by visiting theproductivewoman.com slash podcast awards, or uh, in the show notes for this episode, there's a little video that the network director has done that kind of explains it all. But you can sign up there and we'll send you more instructions and reminders on, on how to vote. That, I think, wraps it up. That's it for this episode of The Productive Woman. Thank you so much for spending this time with me. I, I hope there was something in it that is useful to you. I hope to hear from you, and I look forward to talking with you again soon. Until next time, remember, extend grace to each other and to yourself, and go make your life matter. The Productive Woman is a proud member of the Noodle Mix Network, a network of podcasts on a variety of topics. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to make you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx.